say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the So Social Radio Show. I'm your host, Richard Martin, along with my amazing co-host, Sherry Martin, and we are the WCN Interactive Team, business growth, marketing, and social media strategists helping you to dream it, plan it, build it, and most importantly, successfully do it. Yes, for growth, prosperity, and success, and each Wednesday at 12 noon, right here on talknetworkradio.com. We share tips and techniques to grow you and your business, plus demystify social media and marketing for you so you can have more fun. And my favorite, more profits. Yes, yes, yes. And we do want to make sure we invite each of our listeners to make sure you connect with us on Facebook on So Social Radio Show. Um our timeline's open. Let us know what you would like to hear uh, topics on in the new year coming up in 2017. You know, we're all about education and we want to make sure that we bring to you what you want to learn. We do have an amazing lineup of some great guests coming on. We have an awesome guest in the studio today. He drove all the way from Orlando. So before we shout out to our sponsors and partners, just want to say hello, Tim, and welcome. Thank you for having me. Hello, hello. <laughs> and we'll, of course, do an official introduction to him because he's he's got an amazing bio here, and I love to read these bios, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but he's also a phenomenal friend, so well, we're excited he's here with us. All right, let's give a, a shout-out to our social radio show sponsors on, on that. I'd like to begin with Toastmasters, a world leader in communications and leadership development. Find out how you can improve your speaking and leadership skills by visiting ToastmastersD84.com. 
org. And Nancy Hohen, who is the area director, or the regional director, I think it is, with Toastmasters in the area, will be our first guest of 2017. So I'm excited. Uh, very to have, excited. Yeah, that, Nancy yeah. was with us here this last, this first of the quarter, and she'll be sharing a lot of great tips on leadership and networking. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. And Computer Rich LLC, your personal tech support. You can visit Computer Rich by going to mycomputerrich.com and find out how you can get an initial consultation and evaluation at no charge or give Computer Rich a call at 321 482 4567. And my charity of choice, the AVET Project, which stands for American Veteran Empowerment Team, helping and support all of our veterans here by donating to avetproject.org. You can also listen to them. They have a radio station on a different network. Uh, listen to American Warrior Radio Show every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. on AM 1510 WMEL. And of course, we always want to give a shout out to Constant Contact, who we are partnered with. They're an award winning company empowering small businesses and nonprofits to grow and succeed through email marketing. You can be a marketer with one toolkit, one login. Go to bit.ly slash WCN free ct ct that's b-i-t dot l-y forward slash w-c-n f-r-e-e c-t c-t and you can actually get started growing your marketing list with a free 60-day account everythingbrevard.com is a brevard county florida community website they're another one of our sponsors and you can keep up to date with everything that's happening in brevard and get your business listing on everythingbrevard.com. Of course, if you too would like to learn how you can be a so social radio show guest, advertiser, sponsor, or partner, visit sosocialradioshow.com and leave it. send us an email and we'll connect and have a fun conversation and see how we can give you some more exposure here on talknetworkradio.com where you can get a global reach love it great way to start off the new year definitely well i'll tell you what i just want to get down to our conversation here with tim because i have been spreading the message about today's show all over facebook google plus oh gosh linkedin twitter and i've had a lot of people message me uh, excited about hearing more especially about the topic today which is going to be all about how you can actually have, you know, how important it is to have a social media strategy when you're really focusing on your career online, understanding the importance of what you need to be, um, steps you need to be taking. So a little more information first about Tim Lesnick. He is an experienced headhunter, recruiter, and client manager that builds talent-driven organizations for Vaco Orlando. As a local expert in the field of hiring and recruiting, and with over 15 years of experience, Tim has placed over 3,000 applicants into jobs. He is a partner in the firm and handles IT client services for Vaco Orlando, LLC, 
a specialized staffing and consulting firm in Maitland, Florida, where they do interview and place a wide variety of talent throughout Florida. Tim tells his clients he does two things. I help build careers and I help build best in class companies. So welcome again, Tim, and just honored to have you drive all the way from Orlando and join us here today. Not that far. It's my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just over there last evening. We went with my son and his and my daughter-in-law. We were actually near the Maitland area in uh, Winter Park, mm-hmm. um, the Calvary Church there, and we got to view the Nutcracker. And nice. I did give Richard a choice on the ballet there, but he had fun. He no, had it fun. was it was good. I really really enjoyed it, and they had a lot of. A lot of youngsters, little little youngsters on there that were yeah. just just they, amazing. They were like, darling, like three and down type <laughs> kids, and it was just amazing. They were, they were so cute. And then we finished off since we're in Orlando, couldn't leave without going to the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> so so had fun. Abs- absolutely. So, um, expand a little bit more on what you do because wh- you know what is a. I mean, my word, talent scout, headhunter. I mean, it, it. What does that exactly mean in in how you help people? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of different ways to describe what I do and what my firm does. You know, just in short. So my company is called Vaco. It's now we're in our 16th year of business, and I've been with the firm for 10 years. We're a 350 million dollar firm, and we essentially provide services. We're service oriented firm, you know, that handles staffing sort of services and consulting. Um, And we do that over a number of different specialized divisions. So in short, you know, we've worked hard to say it as simply as possible, right, that we help people with their careers, and we help companies, you know, or help our clients build best in class companies. So, you know, the reality is we meet with folks that are looking to make a job change either now or in the future. That would be whether they're active or passively looking for a new opportunity. And, you know, we build a database that spans over our 35 or so offices across the country. We even have global operations now. It's been a a great success in terms of growing. But the reality is, is we don't really achieve anything unless clients hire either contingent workers from us or full-time employees from us. Mm -hmm. And so we try to consult and get engaged with our clients and what their hiring strategy is and help them effectively get the right talent at the right time um, and advise them what the trends in the market are and what talent might be available in certain areas to help them build their company to grow and be competitive and be successful. Then we also obviously do that on an individual level, you know, because Technically, you're your own brand, and you are a product to me and to mm-hmm. people in this business, really. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. It's kind of interesting to think of you know, people as a product. So you know, we're helping, I say it this way, and I could say it in a nicer way, but that we help them get out of their own way. Because a lot of times, I even make equation, you know, like the, the, you know, the analogy to date areas of your life where you, know, you get in your own way with the process. So we essentially try to, you know give them tips and tools and, and skills or, or hone their skills to make them more efficient at, you know, interviewing, getting their resume together and presenting themselves to a client so that they can show the best that they have to offer and, and you know, go from there. 
Definitely. And I, and I did promise our audience that we would definitely coax you in here later on in the show and giving some of those tips and tricks and do's and don'ts. <laughs> I think we can twist your arm for that here a little bit, right? Absolutely. All right. So everyone, make sure you grab that pen and paper because I know a lot of what Tim is going to be sharing today is really going to be beneficial for so many of you, whether you have an existing job right now and you want to make some changes in 2017, and also employers that are looking to add additional employees coming in 2017 and some of the things you may want to take a look at as well and look for. You know, talking about resumes, having put together a few on my own, I, I know there's a bunch of landmines that are right in the middle of, of all of that. But how much detail or specificity do you need to go into in putting a resume? I mean, how, how detailed do I need to be? Uh, do I do like bullet points of everything in, in my job description or do I just kind of do a broad brush and wait for the interview to come? Yeah, so resumes are a good place to start, right? Because there's a lot of opinions out there, as there are many things. You can get a lot of, you know, good information, bad information, you know. So uh, my professional opinion, this is one guy's opinion based on his experience, but, you know, the reality is my opinion is formulated by what my clients are looking for and asking for over many years and then, uh, you know, synonymously with my 500 business partners across the country. And we, you know, meet regularly to stay on top of the trends and what's important, right? So I highly recommend and think about yourself. You know, too many people think about what they think looks like a good resume to it can be individualized is what I mean. Not to get, you know, too caught up in that. I say stick. We want to see a timeline. We want to know where you worked and what you did while you were there. It's as simple as that, right? So the fancy resumes that have the one full page summary, I don't think I've ever read a full executive summary of someone's background ever. That's interesting. In thousands and thousands of resumes that I've, I've been through. Um, maybe after the fact, you know, after I've decided and talked to them and was a good candidate, then I'll read through it. But up front, I guess is what I mean, right? So I want to look for, if I'm trying to hire someone for a software development position, let's say they're a .NET developer, I'm looking for them to be a software developer and a .NET developer in particular in their most recent job, right? It's, it's pretty much as simple as that. So, and if you think about that, we, we think that way. We want to know where you've been, how much time you've spent there. And rather than regurgitate a company job description, we don't want to read a company job description on your resume. You really should have bullet points that could summarize with, you know, do your best to quantify and qualify you know, what is, you know, an actual accomplishment while you were there, what you delivered and how you accomplished it. I do a lot of IT now over the years. I've placed folks in many different areas of profession in IT. We want to know, you know, what every, every piece of software, right, that you know well. And I think just data dumping a huge skill summary on the bottom that's half a page long is also ineffective. People want to know what you used in that particular job. So I say, some real quick rules. Keep it under two pages, no matter how long you've been in the business. You should be able to, you know, have been in your career is. Maybe onto a third page, but you're starting to, to push it, right? Don't cram it all into one page and make it just this crazy summary where, you know, it's hard to get any value out of it either, right? So, um, you know, for me, a couple of points. One thing that I do is I still go with an objective or something that I use as a profile at the top that kind of summarizes where you're at in your career and what you're looking for or maybe some unique 
value added a sentence or two that are you know specifically yours and you're not eyes naturally fall about one third down on the page so i want to see below your name and maybe a little summary of some sorts however you want to do it you know you know what your job was and what you did while you were there and to just add to that for a moment um I, I urge folks to take creative liberties because you may be an office manager in your job, for example, but they call you the receptionist. However, you may handle just about every single thing a normal office manager would handle, and you're qualified to be an office manager if you're leaving your job. Just because they called you a receptionist, it doesn't, you're not going like, to get called out by your former employer and say, well, she was just the receptionist. Right. When you go to apply for a new job, because if you're applying for office management jobs, they want to see that you're an office manager. They don't want to make the connection that, oh, you're a receptionist and I have to be the one that promotes you into my office manager position. So feel free to take creative liberties. In short, Richard, I would say um, your resume should be tailored given to the, the position that you're applying to and you should have multiple versions of it. Think of it like your sign you know, like a, like a billboard or your marketing sign for who you are. Your resume is not who you are, but it's, a, it's supposed to help get you to the next step. It's like an advertisement. It's like, ooh, I, this person looks interesting for my position. I'd like to talk to them some more. So, so how do you communicate that? So even if you were the quote-unquote receptionist or, or whatever, you know, you, you know, you did, you know, scheduling for, for the uh – executives and salespeople in the office you you did client communications and and these are right. the things that handled you're, you're supplies tra- maybe did some bookkeeping now i know that might be all under your duties i'm just saying feel free and if you really wanted to be a receptionist then you can still call yourself a receptionist and move into reception there's nothing wrong with that there's some great jobs you know in that area where you're taking on a lot of things so i'm just trying to say tailor your resume to what you're applying to so that individual may call themselves an office assistant they may call let's say they did all the accounting for the company too and it's a Mm -hmm. small company they could call themselves a bookkeeper if they needed to and they really wanted to pursue accounting as their career you know i'd say if you feel really guilty about it like your your false advertising maybe you just put receptionist slash office manager or receptionist slash office manager slash bookkeeper because you know we're talking about semantics here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just a simple example. But I see people fall into that trap. The reason is is because you have to realize the people that are looking at resumes tend to be younger. They tend to be in, in human resources, and they might have to go through 500 resumes. And if there's a 23 or 24-year-old, not that I'm looking at age, but they might have very little experience. And, and I, you know, the, the owner of the company says, hey, I want you to find the five best office manager position, uh, resumes from this stack if your thing doesn't say office manager, you're not going to get picked. <laughs> well, and also perception, what some perceive to be, if they see the word receptionist, oh, that's possibly an, an elder, more of an older person that's been set in a job and just did the receptionist job or whatever. They, they, they're going to perceive it differently than when they actually see an office manager. And those skills seem to be, the skills would probably jump out more um, as far as, when they put that in the resume, and I'm thinking, when I think of a resume, it really should showcase your expertise. Right. You know, without being too bold, right? Yeah, the reality <laughs> is, is you don't know what the other party is thinking. Exactly, and perception. So yeah, so you want to try to, you know, tailor it, uh, you know, mm-hmm. appropriately. So it should be tailored, it should be focused on accomplishments under two pages, 
And, you know, uh, that, that would be kind of my quick little, you know, rundown on a resume. Love it. Great, great information. Well, what would you say has been the major changes caused by social media in the area of actually hiring employees or for those job hunting? Yeah, so it's funny. We're in a time, right, where communication, the way we communicate in the media by which we communicate has changed, you know, dramatically. In the 15 years that I've been in the business, when I first started helping companies hire and help people get a new job. I was literally cutting classified ads out of a newspaper and then calling on that company, you know, not pretending to apply, but asking how the application process was going and try to get them to work with me to help them hire that Mm. person. And I also had a couple of drawers full in a rolling file cabinet of resumes. I promise I'm going to pull this in. <laughs> you know, like, where is this going with that? Well, I, I know when we started our company, we the same way. So, yeah. Yeah. So, definitely. but during that time, there's a massive amount of change that it's occurred. Like, you know, even with the media that you watch, and I'm not going to get a, a lot of, into this, but, but what you have to realize is this, your cell phone has now become what the television used to be, right? A, ABC, NBC used to use it for your news. It used to be when the commercials come on on TV, for example, the first thing, if I don't have a DVR or I can't DVR it, you know, that night or whatever, and I'm watching something live, whether it's a sporting event or something, I immediately pick up my phone during my commercial and look at something, which a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. My point here is that's become the global way, the, 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 the big way that people are communicating now right. is using their cell phone. So you want to be part of the com- conversation, right? So if I come across a resume as a headhunter, recruiter, you know, whatever the names you want to call people, what I do, um, we're immediately going online to look you up and try to find what your social media says about you that I can't ascertain simply from your resume. Because resume is not enough information anymore. Someone might be like, hey, this is my friend Rachel. Take a look at her resume. She's looking for work. I might even Google her before I even read her resume. Mm. And then I can pull up her LinkedIn profile. I can see what she looks like, see where she's been, see who knows her, see how many connections she has. I'll put them on Facebook to see, is this person, does this person have a family? You know, what are they about? Are they transparent online? Are they afraid of their, of social media? So there is a wealth of information online. So I, you know, and I don't know if I completely have answered your question, Richard, but you know, it, it's playing a huge impact because when you, this is the hard part about a resume for people that don't do what I do, for example, if you're in HR, it's they look, they want to know who you are, what you're about, what your family is about, what you're like, what's your intention of staying, what do you like to do for fun? They, clients want to know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really like 80% of what they want to know is who you are, but, you, you know, it's supposed to be under the guise of a, of a professional resume and I'm just interviewing for a position. But the reality is, is we make decisions not solely based on that, right? So the reason why my service is very popular is because I think the best way to get a job, right, is through referral, right? Let's say you guys... Uh, you know, know me, right? And I'm not doing what I do. And you're like, Tim, I really need a great salesperson to work for my company. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not under the guise of ACO here. There's a good sales guy. I'll refer him over to you, right? That's how you build your company Correct. early mm-hmm. on I mean, and through friends and family like and referrals. What we did, yes. Right. I feel like Vaco's that next step or for firms like mine and that a company's paying us because we're able to get 
objective information. When I interview someone, for example, I'm not interviewing them for a job. Mm -hmm. I know I'm pulling a lot into this, but I'm interviewing them for what they want to do with their career. And then when I find a match out in, you know, space over here from a client that's like, hey, we're looking for someone to do this. Ooh, I have a match. In other mm -hmm. words, when you're interviewing, you're interviewing subjectively every single time, right? So one of the advantages you could have by using and employing a self social media strategy is by leveraging what people are like me and HR is going to do, which is to try to figure out who you are and get some information beyond your resume before they even talk to you. So it's a necessary to have that social media presence. In my opinion, 100%. If you're not involved in the conversation, and I, I feel like I'm becoming to the point where I trust people less. Unless I'm talking to them on the phone and they explain to me and for several reasons why they're not online in mm -hmm. any capacity. But you often wonder about that person. Maybe they have a fear or they have something to hide. You know, again, I don't want to go through all what negatively could go through your right. mind. You like to hope for the best. But my, my reality is what, what's the fear? You can control what you put on the Internet. You don't exactly. need to put your address and pictures of your kids, which a lot of people end up doing. And it's great. I mean, you don't hear about that anymore. I'm, I'm talking more from a career perspective you know, you're hiring people, right? Or, or a lot of times my CEO says this a lot. He goes, it's really funny when clients are so focused on hiring on skill set, they get so focused and they hire on that skill set and they think they've, they've done a great job of hiring on that skill set. And then on Monday, the person shows up. And with, with that comes all these other nuances, their personality, what time they showed up, who they're going to be, Drama. what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, Hey, I got the, I hired the skill set, but now I have a person and the, you know, that's what social media helps you convey. And wow. can, if, if, if leveraged properly can pull, can give you many advantages. Mm -hmm. Um, so no, great, great information. Again, um, need to make sure that you have the right image on social media. So especially when you're our job hunting, uh, wanting to excel in your career to make sure that the right image is coming out to those that are searching because they're going to take a look, what's, like it or not. What's funny is I talked to this young applicant. He was friends with my boss. He was actually from out of town. And what was really interesting was he had um, said he was about to start his job search soon. He had done some entrepreneurial things. Mm -hmm. He was finishing school. And he, he said, but I'm not going to start for like two weeks because I have a massive amount of scrubbing to do of my <laughs> Facebook profile from the fun I've been having from traveling. So uh, that, you know, before you start the process, you know, you could just kind of put everything up there and there isn't truly a real say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply delete button online like you know you can subpoena stuff from google and find out everything you've ever done so you should be careful what you put online but you, for all intents and purposes you know you can control you know who sees your linkedin and your and your facebook and you know instagram and what you do on there and so if you're very secure in your job and you don't have to worry about that right now maybe you put everything up there and and you don't mind it but i think when you're in the job search standpoint you you should try to control that information and and, and put a little bit of a, a damper on it to a degree right you know I'll, i'll 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 take that one one step farther um if you're in a career position you i may not be looking for a job i know when when i was hired on to jimmy dean meat company i wasn't looking for a job okay they they came after me so if and i that was before the era of social media but right. not linkedin was there and I, mean, i was and i was on linkedin I mean, and there were side. computers back then oh i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay all right we'll talk, we'll talk later on, <laughs> uh, on that but you know looking looking at at that side of it yeah i mean they were more interested in knowing what i wanted what i was about what motivated me and and all of those type of situations and, and people skills because they were looking at me for a plant manager of a of a meat plant so it's a awesome segue so beyond that we're trying to say for your own standpoint you should have a social media strategy as it relates to your career not just your personal life these things are becoming you know very blurred right so the word i like to use is transparency it's been around a long time ago you know which is the internet has made it that it's more necessary for you to be transparent about who you are and what you mm -hmm. do and such. Totally the, agree. The reason why that's key, though, what you, you highlighted, Richard, which I love, which is really the area of the market my firms like mine try to tap into is what we call a passive job seeker. You may not even be active, you know, so I almost want to retract what I said a little bit earlier. You know, don't just scrub it when you're ready to get a new job. You know, you should be careful about what you put on there and that it's, you know, important and valuable. And, and, you know, Sherry and I were talking before the show, we take time to think before we put anything on our social media <laughs> profile. It's done with a purpose to add value or have a message or do something. Most, most definitely. Because someone could be looking for you, meaning you could be in your job, be there four years and be relatively happy and have a unique skill set that someone like me is looking for. And I call you up, a little do you know that there's a new firm in town that's building a new, you know, division that someone like you would be excellent to head up that could double your salary or change the dynamic overnight. And, you know, I see all this stuff on the internet and I call and I find some personal information. So the call gets pretty warm and easy pretty quickly. 
And lo and behold, you have an opportunity knocking on your door, and all you did was keep yourself what we call passively available, mm-hmm. meaning you have some sort of profile and such online. I mean, LinkedIn has changed the dynamic because of that reason. They've made more professional profiles available like never before. I mean, before we had to literally call through resumes. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, still we use a ton through referrals because you get one good person and, you know, you want to tap into their sphere of influence. Our sphere of influence tends to be the, the best way to help us take the next step for anything. Whether you want to hire a plumber or, you yep. know, get your new position. And I like to tap into that sphere of influence to say, oh, if you're looking for a position, you should call Tim. You should call Vaco. Or if you guys are looking to make a hiring decision or you're thinking about analyzing this project, you should try Vaco. You should call Vaco. It's absolutely free to talk to them. They're a contingent firm and they give, you know, they consult consult with you on what the next best step might be. So we might not be able to help you directly. But I can promise that there's value through the process. Mm-hmm. Couldn't help but put a commercial in there for myself. I and it was a doggone <laughs> good one at that, Tim. I, I, I was supposed to be subtle, but I figured I'd call myself out. Right? That was awesome. It was awesome. But exactly. I mean, that's why you just really have to be very careful. And, you know, there are so many that do not understand the process of social media either. As you said, you can scrub it. You can have stuff out there. But if something was shared that you had made public at one time and others shared it, you weren't able to delete that. Right. And Twitter is one of those accounts that uh, as soon as you put something on Twitter, it is made into a web page immediately. Like, it with, is like within seconds. Yeah. And being a web page, like Sherry just said, it's totally, totally searchable in Google. And you'll see a lot of individual tweets that, uh, that sit out there in Google when you're when you're looking at certain subjects. You know, we recently had a few politicians that ran <laughs> ran into that situation. Right. Don't want to go t- terribly negative, but it's there forever and they can't delete it. Well, on that note too, I noticed and I even said it to some folks, you know, unless they were completely secure in their beliefs because you know, funny things about beliefs they're yours, right? Not everyone necessarily agrees and mm-hmm. 99% of the stuff that's out there is opinion. So, you know, you can say almost anything and there's going to be a differential, a different opinion from somebody out there. So I I saw people lose their mind during this election over social media to a degree. And, you know, I'm not getting into it. I'm just saying you want to be careful about that. And, you, you know, the hard part about social media is there used to be these conversations that you'd have in your own home and that's where they would stay or among your elite group of friends. That's not what you're doing when you're in social media. You have to understand the purpose of it. It's, it's you, that this, these things that you say, you are responsible for your content. It's yep. very easy because words are you know, used so often, so many times. I mean, I'm a talker, right? You probably can tell. Um, I learned you know, with this evolution we're going through here that you have to be pretty careful about what you say online. It's not the same as just saying something and apologizing, especially mm-hmm. as you get further and further in your career or older in age, you're more responsible. You're always responsible for what comes out of your mouth. But like you guys are saying, <laughs> this is something that will stay there. And someone could say, you think these things, I mean, it happened in our election, right? Well, well you, you say this, but this is what you type. So, you know, are, are you lying? Because you're saying this, but you typed this, which one of them is true, you know? I actually associate social media today as our new water cooler. We're in the office. When I first started working, we all gathered around the water cooler. 
uh, you know, before the start of the day or during break time or after lunch. And we had a little conversation and we always knew in that office environment, we were very careful because there were so many diverse uh, people in their opinions. You didn't want to get started in any drama because you had to work with these people. So you wanted to be true to yourself. And I find the best way to be true to yourself is to make sure that you are clear and concise with your message. But that doesn't mean you have to go out and give every opinion to, uh, about everything, which you know is going to cause an uprising. So I'm very careful about what I say as well. People that know me, they know where I stand on, what I stand on. Um, I am very open about my Christian belief because this is how I base my company. My whole company is based on how I serve people, and it's done you know, through my Lord Jesus Christ. And I state that very openly. And not to be offensive to anyone, I'm very fair to everyone. I believe we all have our own God that we you know, look to, but I am very careful on not preaching that to people. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I think, you know, telling what your opinion is, which is a lot of what we're sharing here. Hey, this Mm -hmm. is my opinion. This is your thought, right? Not everyone's going to agree with it, but at the same time, hopefully it provides some value to those that, you know, may agree or hey, I haven't thought of that, you know, the same time, you know, there's 2 billion people that agree with you. So there's, you know, different folks that believe different things in different categories, you know? Most, most definitely. Well, another thought I had, and I'm often asked this because I do work with a lot of individuals on LinkedIn. And, you know, I've heard some amazing stories how LinkedIn has really led them to their next job. We have some stories where it has led us to some great speaking engagements. But if someone is currently employed and they want to change careers, how do they do that effectively on social media? What would your recommendation be that they do? Call me. <laughs> there you go. We'll give out your information. How How's can that? they get in touch with you? Um, well, I'll, well, since we're on that, I'll say that. So, you, you know, you can check out our services at Vaco.com. That's V as in Victory, A as in Apple, C as in Charlie, O. That's our kind of global website. Um, my office is in Orlando, so our website is VacoOrlando.com. My email is just my first initial last name, T Lesnick at Vaco. Or you can call our, our office in Maitland. It's 321-445-2100. And we'll be glad to help you. Um, but for some reason, I already forgot your question. But I actually, now I just remembered it. <laughs> I, I, Doesn't I, that happen I, all the it's, time? It's hard to give a well, commercial. I mean, I did, I feel, I, basically, they want to find a job, but they have to be very careful yeah, well, because they're currently employed. Totally. So I think there's a lot of mistakes that happen in this area. I think people immediately go online and immediately just upload their their resume to career builder and then they start sending their resume all over town and hoping to hear from someone you know a couple of weeks can go by of doing that type of activity and you might not hear anything and people will you know your 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 network will say how's the job search going oh my god i'm exhausted i've been sending resumes out every day all over the place and to me that's actually not the effort you know the internet to a degree is actually hurt the hiring process and hurt your mm-hmm. you know process because of finding a position so i mean this is a segue to your question mm-hmm. um i think the first thing you need to do is talk to your sphere of influence your people that are closest to you and get a gut check a, a job change whether you're fired or you're leaving or you're downsized is an opportunity for you to reflect on your path right 
And so usually those closest to you can help you. And a lot of people aren't completely happy in their job. Even though employment is now low again, there's still a tremendous amount of people that are underemployed and they're not doing what they really want to do Mm -hmm. and what they love. So one strategy I give folks to do is to write down the 10 things that they're best at, write down the 10 things that they would do if money was not an object, and then write down 10 things they would do if they won, say, $20 million in the lottery. The reason why those three lists are important is because if you can, can compile those lists together, they can help you find what you're really passionate about. So if you find something that came up, say you love cooking, right? And that's what you would do all day. You, and, and, you know, if you won, you know, $20 million, maybe you'd start your own cookie show because, you know, maybe you're afraid to go try out for a top chef or something, whatever. If you see that, that that's a passion of yours, you know, these are things that can help you lead to the industry or profession you're looking for. So I know I'm getting a little bit off your topic, but it's just a tool or an idea mm-hmm. I wanted to give folks great to, tips. to use. The, the great so then, you know, garbage in is garbage out or garbage out is garbage in. So if you just update your resume and paste your company's job description into your thing and throw your resume up as soon as possible, you know, that the results, you know, you may not be getting the results that you want because you're not putting the time and energy and effort into, into, into changing mm-hmm. that stuff. So um, if you can get with, you know, a firm like ours and a couple people, which, you know, we place maybe one out of a dozen people we meet. So it's not like I'm going to guarantee we can place you or anything like that. It just helps to get professional advice right. when you're trying to take the next step of doing anything. Um, so I think your own network is going to be a great place. I think really understanding who you are, self-awareness is huge uh, and you know, becoming even more important now because if you know who you are and what you stand for and what you are about, that's going to be congruent and consistent throughout your message, right? And so once you've done that, then you might want to start putting some things on no social media to make a change, right? I think it's better if you're seeking out those opportunities than broadcasting it like a blast email, you know, to everyone to see, because frankly, I I want to talk to someone that no one knows about, right? Mm -hmm. And so if I can talk to you early enough, you know, we have a lot more leverage for you and can give you a lot more options. If you've applied to 40 companies, well, I can't represent you to those 40 companies, just as an example. I don't mean to make this answer selfish. Um, where, Where I'm trying to get at is... Um, you don't know where your next opportunity is going to come from, whether you're unemployed or not. So you want to start with your your immediate group. You want to make sure that what you have is polished and put together well. I don't recommend spending two, three, four, five hundred dollars on resume services, by the way, because just about every firm out there like mine will help you give you advice for free. Um, you can search a lot of this stuff on the internet, right? You just go yeah. on Google and great resumes, bad resumes, and you just type it in there. And a lot of the great resumes are doing exactly what I said. They're easy to read. They're, they're accomplishment driven. They're short, you know, and they tell people what they do and when they did it, uh, what they did while they were there. Sorry, I'm talking really fast. I, can, oh, I no, think it's because there's a, no, there's a, there's a stopwatch and I, and I know our timeline. Is <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the resume is just uh, like going back to the dating. It's a teaser, right? Like you say, you, you, you want the phone to ring or you want to get an email to take you to the next step. So, you know, you have to look at it like that. And I thought that was a very brilliant analogy to, to, to our audience to listen to. And I liked where you're going with this is because what you're saying is yes, social media, if someone is looking for someone like you to fill a position, what they see out there is going to be the first impression of you. But if you're actively seeking a position, 
it's not just having that image. You do yourself have to take action. And we can't forget the face-to-face networking either. And so many people are so dependent on just sending those resumes or looking through the internet. They forget again that they're going to meet people that they face-to-face that will get to know them and they could become great referral sources. Absolutely. And I, I think your network is the, the number one way. Really, our clients are paying for Vaco's network is an indirect way of looking at what we're doing mm-hmm. and then our expertise. And then, so if you're in our network, you're, you're a part of that. There's a question that popped up. I don't know if that's from one of the right. listeners, but yes, it says, does answer. your company use word search in the resume? So, yeah, so we have a couple of different processes. You know, like I said, we've built a database over many years and how the database is created by interviewing hundreds of candidates in each of our office, probably 50 to 100 a week per office, right? Depending on the volume of that week. And we build a profile for these people. Um, So I might not have something for you individually that given day, but your search starts proactively from the day that I met you into the future. Now, if I never talk to you again, which I'm going to get to in a minute, your follow-up and using your the communication is, is critical to that. Um, meaning some people will send their resume into an opportunity or to a firm like mine, and then they might complain two weeks later, hey, I never heard from them. Um, I think people are afraid of the phone, right? So I'm, just because I'm on it, I'm going to say it for a minute. You know, it's really important that you know how to use the proper communication. Make sure the resume was received is a fine thing to do. Following up that it was, mm-hmm. you would be surprised the number of people that don't do that, right? So I know stand, I'm off the, off the question. No, but, but you stand out when you do that too. Yeah, it's just, hey, I'm just going to make sure that my resume got through. If you went in through your network, you're going to already know, right? And uh, I'll, you know, to touch on that, what I mean by going through your network as opposed to just sending your resume out, if your next door neighbor works at Universal Studios, and you'd always want to work at Universal Studios, and let's say he's in IT, but you want a job in marketing. Well, if the IT director is your neighbor, and you have a good relationship, and you're able to have your nice polished resume, give it to him, say, if anything comes up at Universal, can you help me? The IT manager says, oh, we have something in marketing for you, Jim, and walks your resume into the marketing department. Jim's the IT director. You're, you're going to get called. And so you have to be ready to talk and, and, and communicate about your background, your resume right then and there. So, but to answer the question uh, on that, those are tips along the way. But yes, we use word search because if I've interviewed that many people and tomorrow my client needs someone with Angular JavaScript, for example, it's something from Google, it's a you know, programming tool. And it's been popular in the last two years. And, you know, it should be on their resume or potentially in their notes. And I can't think off the top of my head mm-hmm. who I talked to very recently because our, our minds can only remember so much. We plug that in. We find, oh, we've interviewed 300 people in the last six months that have this tool. And we'll send them either a quick email or call them literally one right. by one or look through that, that, that list and maybe try to narrow it down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we use keyword searches on resumes to narrow down the pool. Because it's physically impossible if you're trying to fill a job as fast as possible in a couple of days to call. Well, not impossible, but you, you're not going to call thousands of people. Yep. The reality is you want to narrow down your list and call you know, half a dozen or a dozen or more or, so, or less. Well, that's, that's Great why information. Your, your resume, resume needs to be rememberable. Totally. That's you why know, it needs to have it, what you've done ha- It's got to imprint in your mind where, like you said, something happens in the, for the next two weeks. Yeah, i got to find that. Well, everything you've been sharing this past you know hour is they're all tips and tricks and do's and don'ts without saying this is a tip this is a trick this is a do this is a don't so i'm 
so hoping our listeners are definitely taking some notes. If not, definitely go to talkradio.com and then click on the So Social Radio show later today. And the podcast of this show today will be there for you to listen again. And I highly recommend that you listen to it and share it with those that you know are actively seeking some positions out there. We want to make sure. And I have another question that came in. Should a resume be in Word or a PDF format? You know, I, I think, you know, both can apply. I prefer Word for, because I'm going to most likely recommend changes and then take your, um, you know, personal information off of there when I represent you. It allows me to make manipulations if I need uh, to because your resume idea. is going to be tailored. I'm not going to take all day long to change your resume for you, but there might be some changes I need to make. To uh, enhance it. Right. And because, you know, depending on what client you're sending it to, depending on what their systems are, all formatting isn't created equal. So PDF is a, is a good way to do it, to send it into a company. You know it's going to be the same product throughout. Um, but just make sure that um, you do an excellent job of proofreading it and doing everything you need to do because spelling and grammar, you know, really stands out mm-hmm. in those situations. Mm-hmm. It's, so well, I think you kind of subtly answered this question, but once you have been filled in a position and you have a job, what should one do to maintain their image on social media? I mean, do they, can they relax a little bit or what should, what some of the actions they should take or steps they should take? Yeah. I, I think getting involved in the conversation, like, you know, we are what we continually do. And I also believe that, you know, the quality of your life is dependent upon the quality of your, your relationships and, you know, our, the, we're, we weren't meant to be alone, right, as individuals. I know I'm kind of going, you know, broad scope here. But um, so how do you develop relationships? I would tell you that Facebook has improved the quality of my relationships dramatically in my, my life because I have a lot of them based on what I do. But a lot of my friends, I went to Boston College and I live in Florida and I grew up in Connecticut. So I have a lot of friends in Connecticut and a lot of friends in Boston that I can't really see that often, or even some clients I might not pop in. And, you know, when I see them, oh, my God, it looks like you've been having fun. I was looking at all your pictures from Spain and Portugal. Um, looks like your girlfriend's from there. They knew information. I haven't talked to them at all. And they mm-hmm. know all this stuff about me, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you see things about, you know, your family, I'll go up to a coworker, even though I work next to him every day, and I'm like, oh, I saw your daughter sung in, in uh, you know, the Christmas play the other day. That was awesome. And you're like, oh my God, you watch that? You know, so the reality is, is you're enriching your, your, your life if you embrace this, in my opinion, right? And so if you take the time to have a strategy around that, I'm not saying overthink it, but, you know, some people just say, oh, this is really cool. I'd want to share this with my friends. Usually, you know, we, we got used to sharing when we were three, right? So um, <laughs> it's one of the things we learned in kindergarten. <laughs> no, don't overshare and, and don't, and the thing is I want to caution you is don't, get involved in what we call noise. Just saying things for the I sake like of saying that. them. I call that social media noise where it's like, oh, I better just post something. You, you don't want to be noise. You want to be, you know, you want to be who you are, but just saying things to say it, you know, it's not like you have something every day and at 10 o'clock you have to post something and it better be this and be like, you know, why is grapefruit called grapefruit? Like, you know, come on. <laughs> you know, there might be something funny that you point out, you know, or an experience that you have, but you know, just yesterday I posted something about, you know, a uh, cable company and I ended up getting a discount on my cable as a result because of my network. And I told them I was posting it. And then they contacted me later in the day. Um, and a bunch of people are asking me questions about it. 
And so, you know, I know someone in our office that got a huge discount from Zappos doing that as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I, you can use it to your advantage because people are watching and listening. I've done the same thing. It's amazing. And just, you know, I, I think that is one of the best tips you gave today is that it is an area that you can really develop deeper relationships, which will continue to enhance your work environment as well as your personal environment reconnect with people that you've met in the past and because my you know my motto is you want to you know connecting is what presents the possibilities the communicating that really opens up the opportunities well and said with that we are getting down to our last minute and we want to make sure i mean first of all thank you tim my pleasure for joining us and i will make sure i get his actual information where you can contact him up on the so social radio show page later on today so you can go take a look um at what he looks like (laughs) (laughs) and i'll put his linkedin uh connection up there as well but this is our last show before christmas and i want to just take time to wish our audience um, a, a very Merry Christmas. Hanukkah starts this week, so Happy Hanukkah as well for those of you that celebrate Hanukkah. We will be on vacation the next week, so next week tune in to the So Social Radio Show. We're going to have a best of with our amazing friend Scott Barhold playing next Wednesday. Absolutely so. And, you know, at this time of year, uh, it's a great time to reflect, as Tim mentioned, but it's it's also time to be with family and uh, close friends, and just sit back and enjoy the holiday, relax, let work go for a day or two, (laughs) get with your friends and those things, and just make it a wonderful day. And a very Merry Christmas from us at the So Social Radio Show, and a Happy New Year. Exactly. So everyone, make it a great social week and a very Merry Holiday. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Every day, We rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.